Welcome, you're listening to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper in content and conversation of last Sunday's sermon at Westside in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the rest of the sermon. My name is Pastor Jason. I'm going to be with you today. Can you believe that it is already November? It's already November, man. The holidays are quickly approaching and this year is coming to a close. Unbelievable. Hey, today I am actually in the podcast studios all by my lonesome self. And I got to tell you, it's a little bit awkward, but I'm missing my guy, our co-host, Pastor Tyler Saxton, our worship pastor there at Westside. Just want to fill you guys in on a little bit of a season that Tyler is in. Um, A little while back, um, he was experiencing a little bit of strain, a little bit of um, you know, scratchiness in his voice when he would sing um, and just knew, man, this doesn't feel right. This isn't normal. And so went in to get checked out and it came back that Tyler has a cyst there on his vocal cords. It is non-cancerous and um, can actually um, be healed. And one of the things, that, one of the ways to do that is he was prescribed by the doctor eight weeks of silence in order for those vocal cords and that vocal box to heal. And so, man, we've already had a just special time of prayer for him on a Sunday morning, anointed him and Kayla. And so just want to lay that before you guys to continually be in prayer for Pastor Tyler in this season, um, for him, Kayla, the kids, um, there's eight weeks of silence and solitude. Um, it's going to be difficult, but we're praying that God will absolutely sustain him, heal him, that his voice will come back better, stronger, and um, that this would be a season that God would use to form him and mold him into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. And so just continually be praying for Pastor Tyler and the family. And until then, I just wanted to come before you guys really quickly today, not a full hour podcast episode, but I did want to touch on the sermon from Sunday. But before that, just want to fill you guys in on some things that we've got coming up in the life of the church, man. So this past, uh, this week, the West Side women had their finale on Monday night, which was just incredible. And this season of West Side women has just been awesome as the women of West Side have met faithfully every Monday at 6.30 and lived life together, sung songs to Jesus, studied the scriptures. And um, it's just been incredible to see what God has done in their midst. But as you were listening to this on Wednesday, as this podcast goes live, Wednesday is the West Side Men finale. That's right. You heard it. This Wednesday at 6.30 there at the church, we will have the finale of this season of West Side Men, as we have been meeting faithfully since the month of September, I believe. And so we have been meeting every Wednesday night at 6.30. And man, let me tell you, just watching these men Um, One of my favorite things that we do on Wednesday night is we sing a song, um, just a bunch of men together, an acoustic guitar, and hearing those guys sing out loud is, oh man, it just gets me fired up. So as you're listening to this, if you're a man 16 years or older listening to this podcast in the Butler County area, we would love for you to come out and to be at our finale of Westside Men. We've got food, we've got fellowship, you're going to hear from other men and how Jesus has changed their lives. Also, 
also coming up, guys, um, at the end of this month on November 21st, which is a Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Hey, listen, if you're all about the holidays, you love decorating. And let's be honest, when Halloween rolls around, you're one of those people who's like, oh, it's Halloween time to put the Christmas tree up. Hey, listen, if you love decorating for the holidays, we are going to spruce up the church on November 21st at 5 p.m., Come out, hang out, help us decorate. There will be Christmas music playing. It's going to be an awesome time because that following Sunday, we begin Advent. That's right, guys, Advent. And so it's going to be an exciting season. We are actually going to be having Advent devotionals ready for you to be able to purchase out in the lobby this Sunday. Maybe you're listening to this. You have no idea what Advent is. Advent is um, that season in the church calendar that actually prepares us for the birth and the arrival of Jesus Christ. And so it's a season of longing and anticipation and light amidst the darkness. And it's a really focal time to prepare our hearts and minds for December 25th when we celebrate Jesus's birthday. But what we'll have is a resource for you that will lead you every single day of a Bible passage and a topic in order to prepare your heart and mind um, for this this Advent season and the arrival of Jesus Christ. Well, hey, listen, we are still in the book of Acts. And I'll tell you what, man, it's been an incredible journey. Um, We are now finally finished Acts chapter 5, and um, the big idea Sunday, uh, the verses was uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 12, all the way to verse 42. And what we saw Sunday and just kind of looked through the passage was, is that the apostles and the early church are faithfully proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ amidst persecution. So in this little section of Acts, what we've been seeing is opposition against the church, whether that be external through persecution or internal through um, the hypocrisy of Ananias and Sapphira. And we said that the greatest threat to the church of Jesus Christ is actually never outside, but it's on the inside. It's when division happens through lying and hypocrisy on the inside of the church that that's the greatest threat to the church of Jesus Christ. But I want to leave you with this thought today. In Acts chapter 5, verse 42, it says this, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. What stuck out to me in those verses is when it says, they did not cease. I mean, we see there was internal hypocrisy and division. There was external persecution. These guys' lives are on the line as they appear before the high priest. They get beaten physically assaulted for preaching the name of Jesus. And Luke just drops this little verse on us and says, they never stopped. It's like an idea of relentlessness or this word that we use Sunday, perseverance, that that they never stopped. They remained faithful. They kept persevering in the face of persecution. And Oswald Chambers has this incredible quote, Perseverance is more than endurance. It's not just endurance or steadfastness, guys. It's this. Perseverance is more than endurance. It is endurance combined 
with absolute assurance and certainty that what we are looking for is going to happen. Man, that is good news. Perseverance isn't isn't just endurance. It's endurance combined with absolute assurance. I love that. And Jesus actually gives us the promise in Matthew chapter 16 about his church. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Do you hear that? That is an offensive statement. That's not a defensive statement. That's not us as Christians or the church of Jesus Christ just standing in place going, oh no, you know, the enemy's coming at us, but Jesus said that we would persevere. No, 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 no. That's an offensive statement. That means that we are attacking the kingdom of darkness. And one of the key concepts that we said in order to persevere um, we need to have a clear expectation. And, and, and one of the things, guys, that, that, that's the most difficult for us to continue to remain faithful, to continue in perseverance, is when the unknown and unexpected arise in our life. I mean, I think back on the pandemic and COVID, and I mean, literally, I read an article last week that the past two years the most amount of CEOs in high positions at companies. It's called literally the article. The title of the article was The Great Exodus. And that's also true for pastors. It's true for school teachers that we are seeing large numbers of people in high positions and leadership positions quit because, man, it's a lot and there's a lot going on right now. And so in order for us to be able to persevere, what we said is we need clear expectations. And, and Jesus actually in John chapter 16 told the disciples that this would be happening. He says this in John 16, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. Do you hear that? Jesus says, hey, listen, I'm telling you guys what's going to happen. So when it happens, you don't bail. And then he says this in verse two, they will put you out in the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering a service to God. And then at the very last verse, Jesus says this, but I've said these things to you that when their hour comes, you may remember what I told you. Isn't it incredible that Jesus wants us prepared, that if we're going to persevere, we need to be prepared to do that. And the big idea on Sunday was this, guys, just to remind us, in order for us to experience perseverance, we need clear expectations. We need to know what we're signing up for. And what we see in verses 12 through 42 is a continuation of really what started all the way back in Acts chapter 3, guys. Do you remember that? Whenever the apostles healed the lame beggar. And when that happened, it set into motion this series of events with the Sanhedrin, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the high priests. And they began this all-out onslaught of persecution to the disciples and the apostles. And so really this Sunday, we just sort of looked at a 30,000-foot view and said, what is, is there a pattern of perseverance? Because if Luke gives us that hint in verse 42, they did not cease. What is the pattern? And here's the pattern. It's five key points to understand the pattern of perseverance. And it's this. Number one, our obedience. Number two, Satan's opposition. Number three, divine orchestration. Number four, gospel opportunity, and number five, God's 
outcome. We said that those were the five things that we see in the passage, but what's so important for us to know is I think that our pattern um, of perseverance, we would like it to go like this. Number one, our obedience. Number five, God's outcome. (laughs) What we want and what we said on Sunday was is to literally skip the middle part. Um, But what we said Sunday is that that is the process that God uses to form us, to mold us, and to shape us. And so when we looked at our obedience, we said that it starts with stepping out in faith, that God uses our obedience in order for something incredible to happen. And we see the apostles doing just that. They're going out in the streets. They're doing what Jesus told them to do. And we said this, You will never go where God wants you to go until you first do what God has called you to do. Guys, I know a lot of us in this season in our life um, are really seeking God for an answer, maybe in a relationship or suffering or a season of sickness, and you're really coming before the Lord and you're asking God for an answer. And oftentimes what I see in the scriptures is that the answer is on the other side of obedience, of what God has already told us to do. So it starts with our obedience, but we need to be prepared for this. The moment that you step out in obedience is the moment that Satan uh, throws out the opposition, which was point number two, Satan's opposition. We see in verse 17, it says, but the high priests rose up. I think it's very important for us to understand that any time that the kingdom of God advances, the kingdom of darkness attacks and that's important because oftentimes I'll, I'll talk to new Christians or people that have stepped out in obedience and they're so disheartened in their life because they stepped out in that act of obedience and now they literally feel like all hell has broken loose. And the reality is, is that that's true. But here's what we said Sunday. And man, I think this is a good word for you to remember right now in the middle of the week, if you're riding in your car or if you're working out, no matter how you're listening to this, you need to hear this in the middle of your week. Oftentimes adversity is God's stamp of approval. Now, let me break that down. If you're finding yourself in a season of adversity, let me reassure you that oftentimes when I look in the scriptures and the people are facing adversity, they are walking in God's approval and favor because you matter. You were created on purpose and with a purpose, and there is an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But at the end of the day, If God is for us, who can be against us? So on this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever you're listening to this podcast, if you are facing adversity and opposition, please let me encourage you to persevere. Don't stop. Keep going. You are being attacked because you matter. That's Satan's opposition. The third thing that we said is this, is that just in that moment when we feel like, man, I can't do anything else. I feel like this is all getting ready to crumble under the opposition. We see a divine orchestration. In verse 19, it says, But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors. So these guys get thrown in jail for preaching Jesus. And then I love this in verse 19. But during the night, One of the darkest hours is when God's miracles shine the brightest. And we said this on Sunday, and I think it's very important to remind us right now in the middle of the week when you're listening to this, God is never late. 
please, God always operates on his own calendar, not on ours. And man, it would be great in, in order to, you know, sit our family down with the budget and with the calendar and go, all right, God, we would love for you to really work mightily on Tuesday. We are really prepared for that. But at the end of the day, God operates on his calendar. And, and, and maybe you're listening to this and you've been praying for an outcome You've been praying for God to do something in your life, and you just feel like those prayers are not being answered. I, I heard another preacher say this, and I'll never forget it, but God's delay is not his denial. Now, let me say that again. God's delay is not his denial. If you've been praying for a loved one or that marriage or that prodigal child or that relationship and you feel like those prayers are being delayed, please understand this. That does not mean that God has denied your prayers. What it means is, is that God is operating on his time and he's always present and at work and there are good things that are taking place. But what's incredible is, is when I read these verses, I thought, an angel, how cool is that? Man, that'd be awesome if God sent an angel and opened up the prison doors or did something supernatural. And then I read what the angel said to the apostles. And, and look in verse 20, this is incredible. It says this, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. We think the angel is the most supernatural miracle in the passage, but then the angel tells us, no, 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 the greatest miracle is the message of the gospel. The angel says, go, stand, speak, life. And man, listen, I believe that's a word for somebody right now in the middle of your week listening to this. You need this word, go, stand, speak, life. No matter what's going on, you don't know what to do in the situation. You don't know what to do at work. You don't know what to do with your boss. You don't know what to do with that family member. Hey, listen, take it from the mouth of an angel. Go, stand, speak, life. It's always a divine orchestration. God works this out. It doesn't depend on us, which leads to a gospel opportunity. I love that anytime Peter or James or John or anybody is put on the spot, on blast, or as we used to call it in junior high, on front street, whenever they're put on front street, it takes them two seconds to name drop Jesus. And in verse 29, Peter says this, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Verse 30, the God of our fathers raised, ding, 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 Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree, but God exalted him at the right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to those things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Man, what, what I was so convicted of when I read that passage is the apostles realize everything that's going on is not about them, that it's always about an opportunity for the gospel. And so what if just, just for a moment, just right where you're at, whatever that scenario is, or whatever what's going on in your life right now, what if for just a moment you thought, it's not about me? It's actually not about me. 
What if this obstacle that I think is in my way is actually an opportunity? What if this problem is actually a possibility in disguise? How would that change your approach? How would that change your mindset as you look at that situation? It's always about the gospel opportunity. And the last thing is this, God's outcome. God's outcome. I mean, these guys, verse 41, then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. Guys, that's it. It's all about perseverance. We said Sunday, it's not about how you start. Hey, listen, if you're listening to this right now, you're listening it to on Wednesday or after in your week. It's not about how you started on Monday. It's not about how you started on Tuesday. It's about how you finish this week. It's about how you finish this month. We're getting into the holidays. It's about how you finish this year. We want you to persevere, but we want you to have clear expectations. And the pattern of perseverance last time, guys, is our obedience, Satan's opposition, divine orchestration, gospel opportunity, and God's outcome. Hey, I want to leave you with two things. Number one, what if your prayer for the rest of the week was this? God, use this until you remove this. I'm going to say that again. What if your prayer for the rest of the week, if you're trying to persevere, you're not going to quit, you're not going to give up, you're remaining faithful in that relationship, at work, in your relationship with Jesus. What if that thing that looks like a problem or looks like an obstacle is actually a possibility and an opportunity, and you changed your prayers to this, God, use this until you choose to remove this. I think that's a powerful prayer because really the goal is I want all of us to be able to say what the Apostle Paul says at the end of his life. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, these are the last words that the Apostle Paul writes. And man, please listen to this. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Man, just listen to how powerful that is. I have fought the good fight I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. It is all about perseverance and persevering to the end. Hey, guys, we love you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We just wanted to drop this in, let you know about what's coming up. Stay tuned. We're going to be having a lot of special guests on over these next couple of weeks. Um, You're going to get to hear from some of the Grace Family Pastor guys, um, some really exciting ministry opportunities. And then as we switch into Advent, there's going to be some really cool things that are going to allow you in your daily walk with Jesus to help better prepare your 
heart and mind over the season of Advent. Hey, we love you so much. If you want any more information about us as a church, you can visit our uh, Facebook page, which our service live streams on Sundays at 10 a.m., or you can visit our website at www.westsidepb.org. Hey, we love you so much. Blessings. Blessings.